following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. I'm Coach Larry. With me is Matt Keogh. Matt, we're getting right into it. Bills, Bengals, um, the game that never was, finally is. It's uh, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts. Thoughts on it? Thoughts wait, on wait, for, thoughts gonna, on that? What's going to be nuts? The Bengals Bills game. Oh, oh! I thought we were talking about the Dolphins game. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about Bengals that, I Bills guess, later. game is going to be. It's going to be crazy. If we play like we did last, like yesterday, then we're not winning. But at the same way, if the Bengals play like they did against the Ravens, they're not winning. I mean, okay, mm. at least we. At least we put up thirty four. Yeah, thirty four points. Also, didn't get three takeaways. True, true. But Joe Burrow, especially on the last couple, um, what the last like three or four drives, it was three and out punt. Yeah, four, but you look punt. at Jamar Chase. He was like, he was having a game. Yeah, but I mean, they a lot of the their second o, half they shut their, him out. O line, um, their O line is hurt. Their O line is awful. Not they they came into the game with only two starting um, linemen and one of them left early. Their left tackle left early. Yeah. I don't know if he's out anymore. But I just keep thinking, man, if we had Von Miller, if we had Von Miller to put on the other end with Rousseau. Yeah, I feel like the Von Miller. If we beat the pa- the Patriots, if we beat the Bengals, um, the Von Miller absence will definitely be felt in Kansas City. Um, but with that weak offensive line, I think it would be uh, it would be muchly needed in in Balt or in Cincinnati, or in Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Joe Burrow and and Patrick Mahomes are going to be two tough quarterbacks to play against. Um, hey, Trevor Lawrence might Trevor, take him out. No way. Trevor Lawrence might take him out. No way. Are you um, kidding me? Well, I mean, the 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 Chiefs' defense is not present. For most of it, so. and, and Los Angeles's defense, the Chargers' defense is usually a pretty solid unit. Yeah, but I mean, they also played a Chargers team that is typical of choking. Kansas City doesn't really choke. That wasn't a choke. That was just a. That was just. There's another word for that. that. Was that, that was, was horrible? I I could not believe it. I I left my girlfriend's house at the halftime, where the Chargers were winning. 27 like 14 or something i dry and in a, in a span of like 35 minutes it went from oh the chargers are gonna win to be like oh. <laughs> Wait. i think i turned it off when they went up like either uh was it 21 24 like when they went up big early to nothing i was like oh okay that is this game's over didn't really feel like staying up the rest of the night i think i watched like a seinfeld episode and fell asleep yeah no it was 
whatever. But then, I, then I woke up the next day. I'm like, whoa, what the hell? Yeah, like I was like, I wanna, I wanna take a look at this. And I was, just, well, so here's the thing. I was more confident that the Chargers could beat the Chiefs. I was too. Versus, you know, so because I mean, the last four games the Chargers played with them, I think the it was they were all one score games, right? And especially watching them play in the first half of the oh, they looked lights out, yeah. So they looked. I was like, ooh, I'm kind of afraid of the Chargers, the way they played the first half. Although it was, I mean, part of it too was Lawrence. What was it? Four interceptions in the first half, or five interceptions in the first half that he threw? It was or four and a fumble, something. Hold on, I threw the one. I think it was three interceptions. I think it was three just in the first quarter. Yeah. Yeah, no, their defense was playing lights out, and then for some reason they just stopped. Yeah, and then who was it? Asante Samuels, who was the first player to ever have four interceptions in a game? Yeah. and then Or in a playoff game? For some reason, something happened. and But I don't think Trevor Lawrence has ever lost on a Saturday. <laughs> no. I think this is now his third game, third or fourth game, and he's undefeated in a Saturday. And he's playing Kansas I mean, City on a Saturday. Good. Good. Could you imagine Jacksonville Jacksonville Bills AFC Championship game? I, that would be my dream. I would love it. Again, if we play anything like we did yesterday, I don't care what team we're going against. It's going to be a slugfest. Right, I, right now the line is we're, we're favored by four. I don't care. We're I know we were favored by like a million. Here's the thing. We need to get our head out of our ass because we have gone into one, two, I say at least the past before Kansas or Cincinnati, we've gone to two games just expecting to win. And it's shown. It's almost even like they got up 17, nothing. And it's almost like they were like, okay, Let's not, uh, we've got this game under control. Let's not run any more of our offense that we need to. Let's just keep everything vanilla. Let's just this, that, whatever. I, I, I'm waiting for a game this year where they go up 17 nothing and then turn that into 34 nothing, And then, like, just, like, like the old Patriots, not to give them any credit, but like the old Patriots team did when they were routing people by, like, they were up. 30 40 and they still got Brady in there and they're still passing to Moss and they're still passing to Welker and they're still driving for touchdowns yeah. and you got other teams there I think it was uh Moss he was like stop us you don't like us running up the score stop us I want Buffalo to have that type of game where they just listen we're up 17 nothing and we're just getting started like we are going to just destroy you and I know it's, I mean, I it, I would love it if that happened against the Bengals. I don't see it, um, and I would love it if that happened against Kansas City or Jacksonville. But, but I don't see it. They they are getting so flashy with theirs. I was watching that game and I was yelling at the TV to stop throwing deep passes. Like you have, you, you signed Cold Beasley for a reason, and you know, just all these long balls were were. Giving up possibilities for interceptions. Josh was overthrowing people. Well, that first one, uh, I think he was trying to hit John Brown, but his first interception didn't need to be thrown. Nope. You're up 17 nothing, or maybe it was 17-3. Maybe they had kicked a field goal. No, I think it was 17 nothing. It was. Um, the interception gave him three. They're, they're at the 40-yard the line, wherever they were, f- midfield. Yep. Dude, 
it's first down, second down, whatever it is, give it to Singletary. Or just do a little halfback screen. Or go over the middle to Beasley. Yeah. Or to Cook or to somebody. Like, why are you even launching that? You're not down 17 nothing. Just just relax. He's looking for shots lately that aren't – not only that it wasn't there, because he, he had them. He, under, he underthrew it a little bit, or the defensive back made an adjustment. But why even put yourself in that spot right there? You don't need to do it. Yeah, I mean— The second I, interception wasn't his fault. I mean, it was, it was right off of Beasley. It was a little tight coverage, but it bounced off of Beasley and then into the hands. It was a deflection. You can blame him for putting it in a tight window or not. I don't blame him for the second one, but the first was one on was on him too. Yeah, but I don't. I'm not necessarily blaming the other interception on him either because I I, I don't know who it was, but I think it was Tony Romo, and they were saying how like John Brown like stuttered, stopped running, or yeah. whatever. So I mean, I get it. I guess if the route was ran the way it was supposed to, John uh, Josh would have hit him, but. It's just these, like, long, deep balls that I feel like are not necessary. Like, they're trying to be too flashy, and they're trying to be, like, really making these big plays where y- you don't need to. No. At that point, <laughs> I think it was, like, another 15 yards, and you're in a field goal range, and you're up 20 nothing. No. But just at that point, you had Miami demoralized. Like, just keep dinking, dunking, running it down their throat. If there's a big shot open— Take it. Take it, but don't look for it. Yeah. If I, I know for a fact that Kansas that either Kansas City or Cincinnati will make us pay if we try that. But Eli Apple, holy God, he was getting torched. He was. And he was getting torched by uh Tyler Huntley. Yeah, that's true. That one long forty yard pass was insane. I mean, don't get our secondary wasn't looking that bad either. Elam made some key crucial plays. Tredavious White on two times punched that ball out of Waddle's hands. Yep. So I mean he had Dane Jackson. I think it was Dane Jackson um who made a nice breakup. Yeah, I mean and and we were getting pressure to the quarterback. What? Like uh what was his name? Who was the quarterback yesterday? Oh Skylar Thompson. Yeah. Thompson hit the hit the turf what like well over seven times. We we were we were pressuring them well. Matt Milano played well. He could have wrapped up a couple times when he should have. But you know, at the end of the day, we weren't. I mean, the football the football right screenwriters up there were definitely giving us some key um, miscues with like just drop balls by the wider by the Dolphins ride receivers that really should have been picked up. I mean, in and out of the hands of Ahmed and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, like if they caught that stuff, it would have torched us. Like Jalen Waddle's first pass. Dude, I got if, nervous. If he caught that, which he should have, it just went right through his hands, that would have been that would have been a touchdown. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If if it's not a touchdown, he's down, you're talking inside the ten. Right. And I, I mean, bet you Jamar Chase will make that catch. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And if it doesn't go to Chase, you've got to worry about Higgins. And it yeah. doesn't worry and Boyd is no slouch either. No. I'll be honest, Cincinnati has the receiving core that I think everybody thought Buffalo was gonna have this year with Diggs, Davis, 
and even um, Shakir. Um, but if not yeah. Shakir, then Jameson Crowder. Everybody thought Crowder Isaiah was going to Isaiah McKenzie, take... too. People thought he was going to be a lot more. Um, and Shakir, Shakir had some pretty solid catches. Gabe Davis. Listen, maybe this kid only shows up in the playoffs. Yeah, that's what he, I'm thinking. He had a couple of big-time catches. Are you kidding me? The sliding the hand under it to get it from not touching the turf? He had a couple of big-time catches. Dawson Knox pisses me off. I'm going to say it right here, right now. He's not this elite tight end that everybody thinks he is. He He's okay. He's not a Rob Gronkowski. He can block. But at the end of the day... I remember the tight end, the Dawson Ox, that you throw it at his chest and the ball would hit the ground and then he responds. Yeah. Like, he he is not somebody I trust. Well, he had one, was it two years ago, one year ago? He had not even a breakout season. He had a breakout, like, last half of the season. Like, last maybe six, seven games yep. where he was <clears throat> catching everything. Um, Diving and over people. Everybody's like, oh, we found our Mark Andrews. We found our George Kittle. No. We found our, you know, it's, he's not, he'll have those games, but for every one or two games he has of them, like you said, he'll have either an average or below average game for the next two or three. Um, Pisses me off. Like, I thought Shakir's drop, even though he had a great catch, that that 56-yard pass, 60-yard pass downfield, that yep. was huge that could have wrapped things up right there kind of um but listen like like alan said it's at this point you, you it doesn't matter you win you move on i kind of and i was talking to a buddy of mine um paul cadella he was even uh saying listen if you look at it he's kind of glad almost that the bills had a game like this because every time they have a game like this usually the next game they respond so i'm hoping that they respond big time and I mean, just take him down. I heard that Sean McDermott like chewed him a new one in the locker room, as he should have. As he should have. What do you think about those timeouts at the end? Oh my god, he, that was. <clears throat> can I can I tell you? And I'm pretty sure my neighbors. I'm positive my neighbors heard me. <laughs> but that's that's the only point where Vicky at one point looked at me like, Larry, you got to calm down. When it was fourth and one before yeah. the penalty. And they stopped him, and then all you hear is <laughs> because he called a timeout. Why? They I didn't have, like what I saw. I didn't like what I saw. They have no timeouts. There is one second on the play clock, so they struggled to even get the ball right. off. Yeah, they're. Why are you calling a timeout? Now, granted, it worked out because the next play, they got to delay a game and they stopped him. But why? 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 Like, do you know how livid? I probably would have broke something if Miami had, let's put it, I would have been in a very bad place today if Miami converts there, goes down, and wins on that game because McDermott calls that idiot timeout. And it's always the excuse, well, we wanted to see what they show. We want to, I get it if there's 10, 15 seconds left on the play clock. Sure. You want to see whatever you want to make sure. Dude, they are literally struggling to get the playoff on time, and it's just like, oh, dude, you're not ready? Hold on. We'll call a timeout for you. We're, we're, we're oh cool gosh. here, right? We'll call a timeout. That's so bad. Like, I wish I, – I don't know. I didn't see his, play, uh, his press conference. I hope people raked him over the coals a little bit because he did it earlier, I want to say third quarter or second quarter, yeah. and this was almost the exact same thing. We dropped him for a loss, and then they were like, nah, he called it. But, like, Why? 
Why? And they, and they didn't even have any timeouts at that point. No. They were, they were Russian. No. Stupid. It pissed me off. And a lot of people were saying that, like, on the offensive side, too, when Dawson Knox got that touchdown, the one that counted, um, I don't, like, on the broadcast I was watching, it showed prior to the pass, McDermott running the sideline up to the ref to try to call timeout before the ball was snapped. And he thankfully stopped, or the ref just said no. Yeah. Like, and he was, and they say that it's because he and Ken Dorsey were having misconnections. Well, then fine, just also, reconnect later. I hate Ken Dorsey. I don't hate him. I hate his play calls. I don't hate his play calls. He's he's another one. He's I forgot who I was talking about this yesterday. Maybe my brother Richie. He's one where he tries to get too cute at times. Like he'll call. Like, you're running, 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 running. You'll get, like, be running at a good clip of, like, five yards, five yards, six yards, five yards, four yards. Then, dude, I know, or it's third and one, and we've been running it down their throat. I know. Let's surprise him. Let's go to shotgun and try to throw it 30 yards downfield. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Just run the ball again. Like, I think he tries. It's almost like sometimes he... He outthinks himself yeah. with his play call. When everybody's like, dude, if you just give it to the fullback or give it to the running back or run Josh Allen up the middle, he's going to get the yardage. No, 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 no. We've got to do a flea flicker, Statue of Liberty, go down 50 yards, even though we only need a yard and a half. And then I think, and again, he's a first-year play caller. I think he's still trying to impress everybody. Yeah. I but... Overall this year, I wouldn't give him an A I wouldn't give him an F. I'd probably give him anywhere between I'd like a, a B, C. maybe a B minus. I'd give him a C. I heckled him <laughs> when I went to a game. <laughs> I guess we're not getting him on the show then. No, probably not. No, like I was sitting right near the box where he was play calling, and I kept on yelling up to him that he was a bum. Oh. And that was at the Pittsburgh game where we blew him out. <laughs> That's the thing. As soon as Gabe Davis, the first pass, gets it like a full touchdown, I scream at the top of my lungs, Ken Dorsey, you're a bum. But I'm worried because this is the second second or third straight game where we've gone up big and then our second quarter has been God awful. And that's what I mean. Is Dorsey just – is he just – Okay, I get it. You've got to make adjustments. You've eventually got to move off of plays and adjust his defense. But does he look and, like, make adjustments before he needs to? Like, is this like, all right, the dink and dunk's there, the the over-the-middle stuff's there. First quarter, we scored 17 points on all of that stuff. Now, I know, let me bomb, bomb, bomb. I think it was uh, Miami had just made it 17-6. And what does Buffalo do? First play, bomb, incomplete. Second play, bomb, incomplete. Third play, not a bomb, but a deep pass, incomplete punt. Dude, why? Why? Yeah. We had had so many third and longs. It was atrocious. It's just. And then it gets to the point where, like, Josh feels like he has to scramble, and then you're like, oh. And then you see him fumble, and you're like, oh, dang. Yeah. It's just. They've got a lot to clean up. I have faith that they can clean it up. I, I, they will clean it up. They're going to beat the they Bengals. They better clean it up, or else they're not going to win. And like I said, the same thing with Cincinnati. Um, 
if Cincinnati plays the way that they played yesterday, I don't think they beat the Bills. I don't. Mm-hmm. Because I think, I mean, you let, you let, and this is what I don't understand, and I get it. Uh, Buffalo let 31, their defense let 31. Actually, if you look at it, they let 24 because the one was a scoop and score. But why is Cincinnati's defense, and why is Cincinnati not getting raked under the coals for giving up that many points, 17 points to um, Tyler Huntley and the Baltimore Ravens and almost losing, like like needed a miracle um, scoop and score on a dumb play. Like, why are they not getting raked and their defense not getting raked under the bus? And Joe Burrow, who only put up 17 points. Yeah, Joe Burrow. I mean, at least Buffalo, Miami's defense isn't amazing, but they're not, they're not, terrible either buffalo's as many as much mistakes as they've made on on offense they still put up 34 burrow only put up 17 i mean i get it baltimore's playing better defense lately but why like why aren't they getting raked under the bus a little bit here i don't know or raked under the coals it's well think about it it's the the Bengals are turning into the new Kansas City Chiefs. So, like, they're going to be promoted in a higher light, and the people are going to try to look at them more positively, even if they do terrible games like this. Because ultimately people know that Kansas City will be somewhere in the finals Bengals beat Kansas City last year, so that makes and made it to the Super Bowl and lost. But you know, you know, it's it's. I don't know. I think that Kansas City, not Kansas City. I think the Bengals are going to be treated differently, so they're not going to chastise them as much because they still want like everybody to invest in Kansas City, not Kansas City. The Bengals, jeez. But speaking to that, um, I I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars are the new Bengals. Next year. No, I think this year. I think that they're going to make the run and beat Kansas City. I would love it. I don't see it. Well, I would love thought, it. Nobody thought the Bengals could do it. Yeah, but the Bengals, at least in that playoff game, they at least beat Kansas City. So at least there were people out there saying, listen, they might just have their number. They might just have their number. And personally, I think that's kind of what the Bills ran into the Dolphins this year. I think the Dolphins just have the Bills number. And now, granted, in two out of the three games, Buffalo, was the talent, still was able to beat them. But I think for whatever reason this year, whether it's coaching, whether it's defense, whether it's, it's division rival, whatever, um. I think Miami was in our head a little bit this year. Yeah, well, I think after that close loss in Miami, Miami started making, and and I don't know, I think it's McDaniels. I really do. And everything about that man annoys me, and I hate him, and I really just hope that he gets canned or hit by a truck. Um (laughs) <laughs> that's wow talk about being on opposite edge of the spectrums fired or hit by a truck either or i'll take same thing about patrick mahomes 
Um, that's I'm sorry. That's how I feel about Brady. McDaniel's has reached the same level of hatred in my body that Patrick Mahomes used to solely own, and it's because you know you saw him yesterday. Did you see what he was wearing yesterday? Who McDaniel's? Uh, no. Okay, so my girlfriend's mom was in town this past weekend and was talking to a friend of hers whose grandson is actually really good friends with Sean McDermott because her, her grandson's older brother plays baseball in the same league that McDermott's kid plays baseball because McDermott's kid goes to Orchard Park Elementary School um, and all this stuff. So the, the younger brother sees Coach McDermott and doesn't understand, like, oh, that is a NFL coach, and will walk up to him and, like, say hi. And he does this every every game. So McDermott has become accustomed to it and, like, welcomes the kid and always, like, talks with them and they talk football. And and the, the what I'm trying to get at here is Sean McDermott is, like, a very family-oriented, very kind of, like, personable person who's not – all f- like yeah he he coaches an NFL football team he's brought this team from like the ashes into a place where we think that they could eventually win a super bowl like he doesn't have that ego though he clearly shows that he has morals he has values that he wants to just kind of you know family comes first community he appreciates the community he's not he's not different he's a human so, yeah. like he's very like he's very nice to to approach like he, you you're not a fr- like you wouldn't go up to Bill Belichick and say hi how hi Mr. Belichick I just want to say thank like he would, he would tell you to like f yeah. off like I feel like he'd be like yeah you're 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 a good person you know what you want to do okay goodbye yeah so like he'd say I I used to love his especially when they were good he always <laughs> had the obligatory con- especially when it was going against the Bills and especially when Buffalo was like there'd be seasons where they're like four wins five wins. Uh, teams or whatever, we're going to treat the Bills like every other team. They've got some great players over there. They've got some great ride receivers and a very good defense. Yeah. Like, it's just hit play. But, so, okay, so there's McDermott. And you look at him on the sidelines, what is he wearing? He's wearing a Bills hat and a hoodie and, like, a jacket, okay? You know, you look over at McDaniels the other day. He's wearing, like, very fancy sunglasses. He has gloves on, but on his his left hand... He had a flashy gold watch, like, like everything about him is like screaming. Like, well, think of the team though. He's, I mean, that's Miami. I mean, you. I, I feel like if Miami, I. This might yeah, be but wrong, you, but I feel like you can't be you can't be a conservative guy, and coach the Dolphins. I think who's their who's their coach last year? Was it Flores? Or yeah. did he get fired before? He, no, Flores. He didn't flash at all. He was a good coach for the Dolphins. That's true. I guess that's true. It, the, McDaniel's is just such a pos that, and they everything, everything that second half they were just talking the crap out of McDaniel's. Just like he went to Yale. He wrote his thesis. Yeah, I, I, was just, I, I was like, I don't care that he went to Yale. That just screams that he has daddy money. Okay. I tell you what, I used to like. I used to like Romo. I still like Nance. I think Nance is one of the best. I think Nance does a pretty good job of staying biased no matter who he's no matter who he's covering. Romo, I think I used to like him this year though. He's I turned to a Chris Collinsworth. I was just gonna say, I think he's he's <laughs> becoming Collinsworth. Where there'll be times where he just 
goes too heavy on one team or one player or one coach. But like, okay, yeah. I get it, but you're supposed to be biased here. Yeah. It, so non biased. You know, McDaniels really can F off with everybody else. You know, it's just he he's the reason why the Dolphins have our number. McDaniel? Mm-hmm. I agree. He brought but... he brought this certain type of like egotistical swag to the Dolphins that they didn't have before. Now here's the question, and then we'll get off the Dolphins game. Here's the ultimate question. If it wasn't Skylar Thompson, first of all, if it was Tua, we would have lost. If we if we lost to a guy named Skylar, when you have a name Skylar, I feel like you should be like you should be like in charge of a commune somewhere. Like his dad looks like Goldberg. His dad does. His dad looks like he's just. His dad looks like like I could picture him like just being salt of the earth farmer type of guy, like real. Real, like, blue-collar or a steel worker, like, real blue-collar type of guy. Um, you think if Tua would have played, we would have lost? Oh, yeah. If Teddy Bridgewater played, no. we would have. No, Teddy, we would have rocked. <laughs> I don't think so. I think, I think. No, Tua would have killed us. I don't think so. Yeah. Tua would have killed us. I think we would have changed. I think we would have adapted. I think at that point, too, I think our game plan defensively was kind of like, all right, dude, we're going to let Go ahead. Throw it. Go ahead. Try. Try. We're going to load up on the – I think they loaded up on the run a little bit more. I think they, they brought their safeties down a little more, and eventually they pulled them back. But, again, I think they were – I think they would have played it differently. Not to say that Tua has an amazing arm, but that Tua would have at least had the chemistry there. I still see it. we would have won. No, Tua would have killed us. But – Definitely Tua would have killed us. All right. I'm uh, – I kind of told you this off, off – uh, off air or whatever, but dude, I'm coming in hot with Friday. Can I tell you what happened to me Friday? So it all started Thursday night, or was it Friday? No, sorry. Uh, it, this happened Thursday. So Wednesday, Wednesday, um, I dropped uh, Sarah back off to Syracuse, back to college. Yep. So I have the electric volt that you saw me charge because I, you know, it only gets like 125 per volt or whatever. So yep. I switched cars with my mom. Um, Vicky was still out of town. Vicky was down in Pittsburgh. So I asked my mom if I could switch cars with her. So switched cars, drove Sarah down to Syracuse. We had uh, dinner, possibilities, freaking amazing. If you like, it just it's a nice little restaurant in, in Syracuse. Awesome. Anyways, drove her down. By the time I got back, it was like 10, 30, 11. So I called my mom, like, Mom, I'm going to come early in the morning before work, switch cars, blah, blah. She was fine with it. Everything went smooth. Thursday morning. Got up a little earlier. She lives down in the falls. Got up a little earlier. Drove down. Um, before I drove down, I stopped at BJ's on transit to try to fill the car up. They were closed, but I had gotten out of the car. They were closed. Then I went over to a gas station right on the corner of my mom's house. Got out of the car, filled it, whatever. Switch cars. I know this is a long story. Here comes the payoff. Switch cars with my mom. As I'm driving out, I'm like reaching in my pockets. I'm like, oh, no, where's my phone? So go over, like, stop, like, hold on, Mom, I think I might have dropped my phone in the car. Search the car. Phone's not there. I instantly, like, damn. Go over to the gas station at the corner, Niagara Falls. 
They're like, right now, I, w- I would have been there less than two minutes ago. Look at all the pumps. Go inside. Ask, like, did anybody turn on the phone? Nope, not there. Sprint all the way back home. Now, granted, I had to be at work in, like, I don't know, 40 minutes, 50 minutes. So I sprinted all the way back from the falls back to Clarence. Um, looked at that BJ's. Nope, not there. Maybe I left it at home. Went, left it at home. Nope, not there. At that point, I had 15 minutes to get from my house in Clarence all the way to Buffalo City. So it about on like military and yeah. lawn. Normally a 25-minute drive. I made it there just under the gun. At this point with an electric car, I'm sprinting, so my voltage is going lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. I get there. I've only got like 22 miles left on my car. Get to work. Get signed in. Thankfully, I have first period off. Call Verizon or whatever. I'm like, dude, can you, you know, is there a way to find my phone? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, we can't find it, but I can show you a way where you can, you know, on Google, on on Google, if you have Gmail, which thankfully I do on my Android. So I go on to Google. He shows me this, that, and the other thing. It shows up on my mom's, like, near, I was like, this has got to be at my mom's house. Got to yeah. be. So call my mom. I'm like, thank you. Call my mom up. Like, mom, can you check, can you check the car one more time? She's checking the car. She's. I'm like, it was on vibrate, but on the service you can have it where it pings yeah. and it rings. She's like, no, no, no. There's nothing in the car. I don't hear anything. I'm like, mom, it's it's there. So my mom goes over to the gas station, asks again. She's like, nope, not there. She comes back. As she comes back, I'm like, mom, it's got to be in the car. So I ping it early, and she's like, hold on, I hear something on the lawn. So she goes on. She's like, yep, I found it. Apparently, it must have, like, fell out of my pocket and right onto her front lawn. So I'm like, thank God. At this point, though, I'm like, Mom, this is going to suck, but can you drive it up to work? Because I don't have enough charge to get to the falls and then get back. So she drove it up to work. It was just, I was losing my mind because Vicky was at Pittsburgh for some other stuff, and I know she was trying, I'm sure she was trying to get a hold of me, and I knew she was going to try to get a hold of me during that day, so I call her from my work phone, like, you know, if you need to get a hold of me, just wait, Um, you know, I, I'm getting my phone, she, I told her the story real quick, she laughed at me, she's like, you idiot, but, so that was, dude, wow. I, I was just, I was beside myself. Sounds like it. And I'm like, I'm like a phone, I know it's whatever, but I'm like, dude, I've, I'm just thinking, I'm like, I was never that guy, but I'm thinking, like, man, if I lost my phone or somebody stole it, I've got, like, I do my banking on here, I do my this on here, my that on here, and I'm not even, like, a tech-savvy guy, Yeah. but I still, I'm like, dude, like, it's just, it was just bad. Your phone's your life nowadays. I know, and I don't want, I I hate being that guy where the phone's the life. Well, you see, here's the problem, like, you know, like, those wallets that you can put to the, like, it's a phone case and, like, it has a wallet. If you lose your phone, you lose your wallet then. Yeah. Sarah's got there on there. And That's I'm like, so stupid. Or she puts like credit cards and stuff behind the. No. I'm like, I'm like, Sarah, don't, 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 don't. She's finally where she doesn't anymore. But but it's like you lose your phone, you lose your wallet, and you're double screwed. Yeah. At least your phone is like, is yours password protected? It is. Yeah. So I mean, like, but at that point, I mean, they can do where they turn it off and they jailbreak that and all that stuff, and that's why I kept calling my phone. And even before I got on the, I was I called my phone, 
And you know how when somebody, like, they'll steal your phone, they'll turn it off so you lose tracking system? I'm like, he's like, uh, it kept go like, it would ring. So yeah. it would go to, it wouldn't go straight to voicemail. So it's and he not- said, he said, that's encouraging. That's telling me that it's lost. Cause I'm, I kept calling it. I'm like, somebody just pick up thinking that somebody was going to answer, dude, I found your phone. Hello? <laughs> I'd be like, dude, at that point, Where I was, was like, this? dude, I'll give you like 50, 60 bucks. Just give me my phone back, please. Um, it was Labor Day this past year, and we went to the Labor Day parade, like Labor Day fair in Clarence Center. And because um, Steve lives like right there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we had fun that night. And the next morning, my buddies come back to Steve's house because I crashed at Steve's house. And he was like, dude, I don't know where my phone is. And I was like, what? And and he was in rough shape. And I was like, you don't know where your phone is? He's like, no. So we pinged it. And it was all the way down at the fairgrounds. Oh, no. On the other side of the fairgrounds. We never even went that way. Was it like on the ground? Yeah. Well, So we went. So you think maybe somebody grabbed it, tried to do something with it, and then just tossed it? Well, so we went. A certain path and got to like the tent where the nerds gone wild were playing. Yeah. Right. And then we went back the same path. Well, the phone was on the opposite side. Like, so not, <laughs> not on. So it was nowhere where Not you guys on Goodrich Road, but like four corners that way. And I was like, I don't understand that because we went back down Goodrich. Well, that's why I'm wondering if maybe somebody picked it up. They tried to like break into it or whatever, and, and just like, got tired. Like, eh, forget it. Like, I don't know what happened, but at least he got it back. I know, but like, <laughs> I was like, how did that? Was it damaged or anything? No. I sweet. Yeah. Well, you know, that night that night was interesting, <laughs> to say the least. I, you would appreciate this. So, I there in Steve's house. He has a guest bedroom downstairs. Yeah. So I was sleeping in the guest bedroom. So I went to bed as soon as we got back, but like a bunch of other people came over and Steve was entertaining them and stuff like that. Bill Bill Froman was at that party. And Bill disappeared. As he's as he's been known to do from <laughs> so, time to time. So where Bill did where where Bill went was he went downstairs and just found a chair and fell asleep in it. In a chair? Yeah. Why don't you at least take the floor, Bill? Like like sitting upright. He was like So anyways, um a girl, like uh, one of the girls from the fire department who came over to like hang out at at the house afterwards, she went downstairs to go to the bathroom and wasn't <laughs> expecting to see anybody sitting in the chair. And then she comes across in the dark, just a man slumped over in a chair sleeping. I would have been like, dude, Steve, somebody died in your basement. Well, here's the thing. She ran back upstairs. She's like, she's like, there's somebody downstairs and you scared the crap out of me. So then I get a text message on my phone saying, you just scared the crap out of somebody. And I was like, I'm in a bedroom with the door shut. Like, yeah, but like, like nobody came in here. I was like, what? And then it turns out the next morning that it was Bill found a chair and went to sleep for a couple hours. And then when we all woke up the next morning, he was gone. Like, he went home. That's fantastic. And I was like, oh, Larry would appreciate this because Larry understands Bill Froman. The legend of Wilmer. Oh, my gosh. That is fantastic. Dude, I... I feel connect. I told him a story that made me feel more connected to him, and he absolutely loved it. Was the um, last day of camp where I was just laying out in a field, 
and kids were <laughs> jumping over me because <laughs> I didn't want to do anything. Oh, that's because uh, I, sw- I swear I think John did it for his own amusement to see, like, who would have a little too much fun at the camp dinners. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the one year I was I was doing athletics. I was doing upper athletics. Um, you wouldn't remember. Brittany um, was the counselor. And we both had, I'll just put it this way, we both had a rough night. Yeah. Like, stayed out way, we, we stayed out way too long than we should have. Yeah. Um, when you had to go to work at, like, what, like, 7, 7, yeah. 8? Yeah. Um, so, anyways... Um, it's the last day you only have a couple classes as an activity counselor. I remember her and I on those bleachers. She was on or she was on the bottom part of the bleachers. I was on the top. We'd literally just when a group, I think we had four groups that day, we were both just laying like almost passed out. I would either pop my head up, Brittany, you take this one, and I'd like pass back out, or she'd be like the next one, Larry, your turn. And she'd like go back out, and at that point, it was just me going to the counselors, be like, "All right, there's some footballs, there's some soccer balls, have fun," and like just last day of camp, just go do whatever you want. And then yep. I would waddle back, and and Brittany would kind of do the same thing. It was just, dude, leave me alone. And I remember that was the that was the first and only time that I really. I mean, I had fun at the dinners, but that was the time that I went a little too hard, a little too hard. Usually there'd be days where, or there'd be times where it was rough, but that one I was like, dude, I, 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 no, I I can't do it. And I think I was, I don't know, I was maybe like 29, 30, 31, something like that, maybe even younger. You know, I was just getting that point where I'm like, okay, I can't do this no more. I was looking, so I remember my first year we did it on that Friday. So like the last day was our banquet. Yeah, that was with Jen, right? Yeah. So, I mean, don't get me, like, so obviously like the saturday that was a weird because i went we had the party then we had saturday and then the following sunday like that sunday i left for a cruise so like it was a weird weekend but anyways like i appreciated like waking up on a saturday and be like oh like yeah i'm kind of rough but okay but part of me was like no nah, i really want to have like that true experience where like you go on a thursday and you come oh my gosh i <laughs> you had it the next year i had it the next year and I told you knew something was wrong where I was wearing sunglasses and overcast weather, and I was just like, not yep. able. Like I was, I felt terrible, but also like the stories I was told about like Dan, legit in the kindergarten bathroom minutes before walking out for graduation, was like okay. That makes me feel a little better. There were people I know at times, and I'm not going to say names, but there were people at times that did not make it out of the staff room. Really? Like, all day? All day. Like, not only because they didn't want to, but, like, because they <laughs> physically couldn't. could not make it. Like, they there would be um, one in particular, and I'm not going to say a name, like, literally passed out on the staff room. Would I know them? I don't think so. Um, but had thrown up. Thankfully, in a bucket, like at least twice. Um, But just, I don't, I think by the time, I don't know, maybe like one o'clock, they were like finally able to kind of like stumble out or whatever. But like, dude, just what are you doing? Well, I feel like that was the only time in a work environment where like it was almost expected. Almost, yeah. And, and you know, like, no, like, 
yeah, I probably got dirty looks and stuff, but <laughs> I remember I got exposed to COVID the day before, and I got called by a tracer the na- that day. Because that was, uh, was that Little Newman? No, he never exposed me. No, 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 but I thought he got sent home yeah, before that graduation. Yeah, th- that was the day before. That was before. the year. Yeah, okay. Because a kid came positive. He was the, from the same family that had an outbreak earlier that that summer. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um so I got called by a tracer the next day and um it was so funny because I never got called by a tracer. It's not it's it was really and I've had our school I've had tons of kids well, tracer, in my class. Well, tracers aren't a thing anymore. No. But I mean like during Oh, during the actual like thing. I knew I had a bunch of kids when we went back to school and just never never. Well, because John, who was my co-counselor, he never got called. Only I did. Yeah. So, like, I don't know how they decide who. But anyways, they called me. And Connor's blaring music. So, like, first off, I had to talk to the tracer and be like, I apologize for the, the I don't know what he was playing. I, I was like, I apologize for the wham that's playing in the background. But, like, I'm at, I can't, like, I'm at work right now. And then he was just like, do you have a headache? Do you feel nausea? Do you feel, I'm like, yeah, but not, not for that for... reason. It's just like, and, and you know, all you, all you have to do is like tell him like, no, 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 I don't have a fever. Okay. But because great. you said yes, I'm sure he went further. Oh, no. Like he, he was actually pretty cool. I heard some stories though, like where some tracers were like really rough, but yeah, it was weird. Like I never... Like, they called me once. Like, I played phone tag with a tracer for a little bit. And I was just like, just leave me alone. Like, I don't I don't uh, care at that point. Have you ever had the vid? No. Like, I never I've got never, it. I've never tested positive for COVID. And, I've and like, it's not, like, I've been in close contact with a person that has tested positive. I, both Sarah and um, Vicky had it. Yeah. I mean, and when Vicky had it, it's not like. I couldn't be that guy to, like, just, all right, hon, stay in your room for, like, five days. No, like, I was literally, like, giving her Tylenol, giving her water. Like, she got hit pretty hard with yeah. it. Um, so I'm not going to just, like, no. I I mean, I went, I obviously put on a mask and stuff, and but I I thought for sure. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm next. I'm going to get it. And I tested um, even after she started feeling better or whatever when she's got symptoms. I tested um, – like that day I tested the next day I tested again 10 days later just you know sometimes they say oh you might get it right nope yeah nothing I know and it's it's funny because I feel like some people are more susceptible to getting it obviously just how like people are more susceptible of getting sick um I don't really get that sick ever so, but you know, my mom was a health as it was. She is, uh, she's a healthcare worker, so she had to work during the entire pandemic, and she would come home after seeing people. So I was clearly exposed to it yeah. many times. And then, obviously, working with kids, we were exposed to it. Um, dude, I was exposed to the flu this past year, like because at Eden we had, of course, there was like a middle school dance, and it was after that middle school dance, sixth grade was out, then seventh grade was out, then eighth grade was out, all with the flu. I never it got goes the, around. I never got the flu shot. I never got it. See, I'll me. I'd like to say I'm relatively healthy. I'll get like small little sniffles here and there throughout the year, but usually like once every year or every two years, 
I'll get something that'll just like knock me out for like a good solid five days. Yeah. Like where I'll be like at home vomiting, headache, body aches, like that I just can't move. Like I was hit by a truck. But then usually after that, it'll clear up four or five days, sometimes a little longer. And then again, it's just like your regular like sniffles, maybe a sore throat every now and then. Like I'd like to say I'm relatively healthy. But I'm not going to lie, and Vicky can tell you this. When I'm sick, I am, like, the biggest baby you will ever find. <laughs> like, yeah. when I get my big sick, I'm like, uh, I can't give me, I need water. Like, I'm, like, just the baby in bed. I'm, I'm, I'm the person, like, that after a while, by, like, day two or three, I'm sure my wife is just like, Jesus Christ, like, like just die already. Like you know how you know how those patients in like TV shows like you'll give them a bell yeah, to ring. And they ring it. Like I'm sure after like day two or three, like she would reach and grab my bell, like crush it in front of me, and just like slam it on the ground. Yeah, because I know I am like a huge pain in the butt baby when I get sick. Oh, like sick, sick. Yeah, I can't do that. I I refuse to have people wait on me. I refuse to let it happen. I just I just don't. Like I like being left alone and I I do like being left alone. Absolutely. But like like, you know, I had the flu and then so my mom went out of town <laughs> and one morning I woke up. Thankfully it was the day she was coming home. I woke up like super chilled and everything else. It's cuz I had the flu. I had a temperature of 102 and like I was just by myself. So like that was a rough day. And I, I, I get over the flu in three days, and then as soon as I wake up the next morning, I have tonsillitis. Ooh. So I was out of commission for two weeks. Um, within that two weeks, I refused to have Did people— Did they have to remove the tonsils? No, I still have them. Um, but, like, I had tonsillitis, and I was out of commission and all that stuff. But most of the time—that was, that was the last time I ever got, like, really sick, and I was— 2019. Okay. So, but never got the vid. Never got the vid. Um, as far as I know, I could have been asymptomatic. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm suspecting. I probably got it, but I was so asymptomatic, I never suspected I had it. I think, yeah, same thing here. Like, I either got it or... I mean, I, I was one of those guys, even... I was that guy, even, like, when uh, they said it, you don't have to wear masks in school anymore or whatever. I still wore it till the rest of the year. Yeah. Just to be on the safe side. But like I wear it like when I went on vacation this past year, like I wore it on planes. Oh yeah. I, I wore it on like buses and stuff like that. And to be honest, I think that kind of saved me because everybody else I went on the cruise with got the COVID. Um, but I never I never had any feeling. But like, yeah, dude. I from now on, I think I'm just gonna wear a mask on planes. Not even because of COVID, just because you're breathing the same air as yeah. people for like two hours. It's gross. And I'm not gonna lie, I don't mind the mask. I don't either. I don't, the only time I'll mind it, it, like if my beard's like this or yeah. even scruffy, then it'll get a little whatever. But I but, mean, when I shave, it, all during COVID, I would shave the beard off or whatever. Yeah, right. I didn't mind it. And especially like so, like <laughs> I get when I was coaching, like oh my gosh, that sucked because it would your mouth would get dry like your lips would get chapped like and it's just it takes a lot out of you to like coach yeah for like i would coach for like four hours having a mask and it would suck but if i'm sitting on a plane where i'm not really talking to people 
and I'm kind of just sitting there. I don't mind wearing a mask. Yeah. See, the 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 one year that we really, uh, Jamie and I were coaching soccer, and we had to wear the masks during games. Kids had to wear. It, it was a cold season for soccer that year, so I kind of enjoyed the mask just because it kept, it kept me your face warmer. Warm. Yeah, exactly. It kept me warm. I mean, there were times where it was like brutal. Like, I mean, I'm got like windburned up to here. Like eyes, whatever, but my mouth, chin, everything below that is like, I don't want to say warm, but much warmer. Warmer, yeah, yeah. So, no, like, so it actually came in handy that year. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I don't. So I don't mind, like, and you know, there's a bunch. Whatever your opinion is on the mask, I don't really care. But you know, people like when I I have to go to Florida in February. And we're driving down but flying back. I'm like, I'm going to wear a mask on the plane. And, you know, certain people I know will give me a hard time about it. But I don't really, you know, at this point, if you're wearing a mask, just let them, like, who, who, who cares? You know, people, people in, I don't know if it's China or Japan, wear masks when they have the simple cold. Yeah. And I don't, and people are like, oh, my gosh, there's like, it doesn't stop anything. It's like, well. It helps with something because clearly when COVID was going around, a lot of people weren't getting sick with other diseases. It's like, so just if somebody wants to wear it, I, I don't care. Like, no, just let them have it. If anything, they're protecting me from something else. Yeah. It's like, so it's common courtesy. But yeah. The only thing I ever, I, I got annoyed with the mask. I'm the same thing. You want to wear it. You don't want to wear it. Whatever. It's your choice. I, I, I personally don't care. There were times I'm sure when I, like I said, when I, um, when they said no more in schools, I kept wearing it. I'm sure there were times people gave me funny looks. Right. Um, I didn't care. That was what I wanted to do. The only thing that would irk me about the mask is where you would see people that, like, when they were coughing, they would lower their mask. Yeah, I don't get and that. And cough. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And then, like, dude, you just totally blew the point there. Like, yep. like, at that point, take the mask off because if that's what it's designed, like, just, well, it's going to get wet. Dude, shut up. Yeah. Like, like, let's wear a mask. And that would be like if I was an EMT, I had the gloves on, but then I'm going down to, like, touch blood or whatever. Oh, hold on. Let me take the gloves off so and I can pick up the bloody hand and then, go and then pick up the bloody bandage cause, just because I have better grip with them. Right. Well, I can't grip with the gloves. Dude, just that annoyed me. But, all right, let's get into let's get into a little playoff preview, and then we'll get into our hot seat questions, and then we'll call it a day. Let's look at the predictions that we made last oh, yeah. last week to see how it went. So first off, you said you said Chargers would beat Jacksonville. I said Chargers would beat Jacksonville. Okay, I said Jacksonville would beat Chargers. So you're up one nothing. All right. We obviously both said Bills. Both said Bills. Okay. Um you I think, said you I think, s- I, I think for the Bengals I said my heart Wants to choose the Ravens. I'm rooting for the Ravens, but I just don't. I, I think the Bengals are going to win. I said Bengals. Yep. So I think we split there. You said. Um, I said Giants. You said Giants. I said. You said Minnesota. Minnesota. So, so Giants there. We're so still, we're tied. still tied. Um, um, who else played? That's that's it. I no. feel like there's one more NFC team we're missing. Oh, Seattle. Seattle. Um, I said 49ers. And I said 49ers. Okay. So it comes down to tonight. Tampa Bay versus Dallas. I say Tampa Bay. You say, I say Dallas. Dallas. So, I say Dallas all the way. So according to this week, today we'll decide who wins because we're tied. 
We are. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So you mm. really think Tom Yes, Tom I, Tom I, Cockroach Brady? Yeah, Tom Brady will beat. No. Will beat Dak Prescott. Now granted Dallas has known to choke whatever I just no. All right. No. So next week, excluding Well, okay, yeah, we can we Well, cuz we'll know we'll know the NFC. Yeah, okay. So next week, Saturday, first game is um Kansas City Jacksonville. Same I'm I'm going to say the same thing as I said for the Bengals Ravens. I'm going to be rooting for Jacksonville. I hope Jacksonville pulls the upset. I just don't see it happening. I say Jacksonville. You're going to you're going to say Jacksonville? I'll go with I hope I'm wrong. I'm continuing. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I hope you're right. But I just I don't think it's going to be the blowout people are going to expect. I kind of I kind of see it almost like a Bills Miami game. Like a slugfest? Like a slugfest. Um Jesus, if I, I gotta say, if Trevor Lawrence throws five more interceptions, he's definitely not winning. No, or four, whatever he threw. No, I would love it if Jacksonville won, but I just don't think they have enough. I have faith in. I think they're a team in the race. I think they're what Buffalo was um, two, like three years 2020? ago. Yeah. Okay. I don't think they have that 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 it yet. All right. So then, obviously, the Bills, Bengals, Bills, Bills. Bills. I think the Bills, I'm going to say the Bills by 10. I think they score a late touchdown in the game to seal it. I think it's a back and forth battle. I think it's going to come down to the wire, but I think Buffalo up by three does their thing with like maybe five minutes left. They drive down and they score a last minute touchdown, not to win it, but to seal it. Okay. All right. So I have Jacksonville, you have Kansas City. We both agree Bills. Philadelphia versus Giants. Giants. Philadelphia. You know I, what? I'm going. You went out on the limb with Jacksonville. I'm going to go Giants. I'm going to go Dable and the Giants. Um, do we know for sure if Hurts is playing yet? Oh, he played last game. Did he? He played. He played the last game before the season ended. I'm still saying Giants. Daniel Jones looked impressive. Now, granted, Minnesota might have been the luckiest, most overrated second or third seed or whatever. It, it showed that they were actually washed up. Yeah. Um, but the Giants, I, I I liked the way they played. I liked the way Daniel Jones looked. I liked the way Barkley looked. I think the Giants, I'm going to go out on a limb. I think the Giants do just enough to win. And again, I think it's a field goal game. It's all game. about AJ Brown. I think it's it's between a field Brown. goal, a field goal, and six points. It's a one possession game. Yeah. Is it AJ Brown? AJ Brown. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I was right. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, so I you're say, going Eagles. Yep. E A G L E S Eagles. I'll say Andrew Williams will be happy to hear that. Um. um and, and then the then last one, it's either it would be either Tampa Bay or Dallas versus the Niners. Yeah, and the Niners would host. Yep. So if it's if it's Dallas, I say Niners. If it's Tampa Bay, I still say Niners. I was going to say, I'm saying Niners either way. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying Niners either way. Brock Purdy is just, Some man, sort of that unnatural. kid is, talk about the, I think we're going to look back and it, everybody's like, oh, Tom Brady was the biggest steal of the draft. I think this kid, not to say that this kid, let me pump the brakes here, not to say that this kid is going to be the next Tom Brady, but I think this kid is going to be a superstar quarterback in this league. And the fact that he was picked 
with the last pick in this year's draft. I think he's going to surplant Tom Brady as the biggest steal in the draft. Or he's just having a fluke season. But we'll find out. Um, But yeah, I, I say 49ers. All right. Five hot seat questions. I'm going to start it off. We talked a little bit about illness today. Yes. If you had to pick one symptom that's like your worst symptom to have. Sore throat. Really? Yeah. See, mine's vomit. I don't care about vomiting. Oh, I would rather have a sore throat, headache, body aches. I would rather have all that combined. You have a sore but throat, as long you can't as sleep? Vomit, you can't sleep. I mean, you're vomiting every whatever. Uh, no, I would rather have all of that stuff except vomit. Or diarrhea. Yeah, that's definitely not fun either. No, that one I can't sleep with either. I'd rather go sore throat though. Sore, sore throat's rough for me. No, I'd rather not have. I, I'm a. I. All right. Um. Question two. Your. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> Well, mine went like three different ways. I feel like you're beatboxing it. (laughs) (laughs) It went like six different directions in like eight minutes. Um, 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 Oh, uh, okay. Your thoughts about the first year coaches of like, you know. That made the playoffs? Yeah. So that would be McDaniels. That would be, um, that would be the the one from Minnesota, Minnesota, um, and Giants. Uh, Dable, Dable. Let's just say those three: McDaniels, Dable, and Vikings. And, okay. Um, who had the best? Who did like the best job em. this year? Like rank them like through like A through F. I'm gonna say Dable because I think even I think he would everybody thought he was going to do a good job in the air nobody in their right mind I'm even thinking most Giants fans did not even expect him to make the playoffs let alone win a playoff game That's fair So I'm thinking he did the best job this year um Ultimately. Then I'm I'm going to say Minnesota even though they were a lucky team even though they 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 caught a lot of breaks I'm going to say the Minnesota guy uh, I forgot what his name is. So did I. But uh, he did next, and then McDaniel. And maybe that's just because I don't want to give McDaniel that much credit. I would, yeah. But I also feel like, I mean, they barely limped into the playoffs. Like, they, if there was a team that, I mean, they, they had a five-game losing streak. Six and, now. And then, well, no, they beat the Jets. Oh, yeah. And they barely had to beat a Jets team with Joe Flacco as their quarterback. And they beat him by three. They beat him by three. Well, no, they beat him by five. Oh yeah, that's and it right. Cost me two hundred and fifty dollars. It's stupid safety. I'm not bitter. Um, so then I'll say McDaniel. Now, are we counting? He's not a rookie quarter or coach, but it's his first year in the playoffs. Are we counting the Chargers guy? If he wants, I'd put him below McDaniel because when you blow a a, a lead like that, no, nah, I'd put him below. Uh, in my ranking. I'd be Dable Vikings Chargers. McDaniel. I think when you blow a lead like that, you just got to be at the bottom. No. Screw McDaniel. McDaniel at least gave the Bills all they can handle. Screw McDaniel. All right. Question number three. Okay. 
Um, are you a uh, are you a uh, hoodie under jersey guy, or are you just like jersey then like everything else on top during cold weather? Yeah, could be for hockey or whatever. You mean do I put like a hoodie under the jersey? Yeah. I wouldn't mind it. I don't know if I have. I know the the one the Bills Jets game last year at home. I know I had like my jacket, like my my jersey. I put my jersey over my jacket. Okay, that counts. Um, so yeah, yeah, and I guess I mean the jacket's got a hoodie. Yeah, at at that point, I'm rocking anything on the outside. But I mean, still have to have the I jersey wanna, up front. I still want to. I still yeah. want to keep warm. You gotta have the jersey up front. Yep. Yeah. Because if you're like, all right, if I'm wearing a Bills jersey, but I've got my jacket on, does it does it even matter? Yeah. Um, no, you've got to have the, jer- the the jersey over top. All right, I'm glad. All right. Um, shoot, I had a question and I forgot it. Um, oh, out of all the playoff games, Wild Card Weekend, best jerseys out of all of them. Best jerseys. Ah. If the Bengals had worn their the white, white ones, jerseys, I would have said them yeah. hands down. I I I don't know, like I, I, they all were pretty basic, weren't they? Yeah, I'm gonna say Seattle though, out of the group. Were they wearing their gray jerseys? They were. I hate those jerseys. I didn't mind them. I'm 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 gonna say Seattle. I mean the Bills are the Bills are cool, but they're just. Bless. Seattle's got at least got a little bit of like green to it. Yeah, a little bit of flair. I mean, um, I like I like the blue. If I feel like if the bill the bill should bring like the red helmets back, but that's yeah. my own opinion. All right. So question question four. No, three. Four. 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 Five. No. Four. Um oh that was Fred Jackson at the game yesterday. Yeah, he was the uh the legend. You're oh, good. that reminds me. Um, we'll talk about this a little after the hot seat question. Actually, you know what? I'll make it a question. Okay. Uh, question four. Does DeMar Hamlin make an appearance at the Bengals-Bills game? Dude, he should. Like, like if he does. Then... Whether it's whether it's even just watching in the stand, like they, they show him, but he's in a boot or he's in uh, the suite. Or if he comes out, can you imagine if he comes out could leading the, the charge? Could he be the le- legend of the game? I'm telling you, everybody thought we would, we would win. If everybody thought last week's game against the Patriots was emotion was like loud. If he comes out, game we win over. Game. Yeah, we win that game. Game over. Like that. Just talk about taking the heart. Yep. From the Bengals. I mean, I personally think if he gets medical clearance to do it, I think it's done. I think it's a done deal. Yeah, I agree. I feel like I hope he tries everything in his power to get there. Yeah, because and I, I first of all, I hope that he's able to do that. Right. Like if the doctors say, "Listen, dude, we we know, but no," I get it because it's probably going to be cold. You're, it's probably talking going to be another twenty, thirty degree day, maybe even colder. Who knows if there's snow yet? But man, if he gets the okay from the doctors, I know he was at the facility like Saturday. Yeah. So he's obviously able there to— There was talk that he was supposed to be there yeah. yesterday. Um, but if he can be on the sidelines or if he can even just lead the charge or come out as an honorary captain, lights out. 
Yeah, that would be like lights out. That would be insane. And I, I definitely feel that if he did that, yeah, we'd win that game. No now, doubt. kind of, kind of a two-part question here. If you're a player on the Bills team, would you want to know that he was coming out, or would you want it to be a surprise, just like everybody else? Surprise. I think I'd want it to be a surprise because that would give you like the most authentic, um, like that spark, that juice. Yeah, yeah. you're just like, all right, we're going. And I think if they do that, if they do it, I think just making it a surprise, even just catching the entire stadium, but the coaching staffs, everybody. Yep. Um, dude, that would be insane. I have a feeling it's gonna be done. Like, I think it's I if if again if. I have no idea his medical status, whatever, just like everybody else does. If he's medic, if the doctors say, yeah, it's not going to hurt anything, it's totally fine. Right. I think it's a done deal. Oh, I, I hope. I hope that happens. Um, and then question five. Oh, you know, I'll go question five. We can kind of make this four, whatever. Does Micah Hyde play? He's practicing with the team. Micah Hyde won't play next week. You don't think so? Nope. I think he plays. I don't think he will. I think he plays. I think it's another thing. Everything that every everything that I've read, it seemed like uh, the two days or three days of practice that he got in went went well. No setbacks. Went you know. I know he was in a non-contact jersey, but everything seemed to go well. Right. I think he plays. I think he plays. I think they did it with. The, obviously, there was no chance he was playing in, in the Miami game. No. I think he does. Maybe he doesn't start, but I think he at least is on uh, as an emergency backup or on the sideline or dressed. I think he starts. Jamison Crowder, I hope he starts too. I don't care about Jamison Crowder. I think Crowder could be that missing Beasley thing underneath. All right. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he will start, but I would not mind being wrong. About Micah Hyde? Yeah. I, I, I think the fact that he... Let's put it this way. I don't think they activate his window if they know that he's got no chance of at least playing in one of these games. I mean, at that point, all right, maybe you're, you're hey, Michael, we're just getting you ready for next year. I think that's bull. You've got the entire offseason. Um, getting him to practice for three or four or five times means nothing to get you ready for next year. Right. I think they did it. Under for a certain reason, under to, the chance to get him back in the Bengals game, maybe if he's not ready, then I think he absolutely plays in the Kansas City game. We have to get to that game first. We'll get to that game. We, this is our year, um, so we can call that question five. Unless you have something, no, I don't. All right, we're gonna wrap things up there. I think Micah Hyde plays. I think Demar Hamlin comes out, leads the charge. I think t- next week's episode is either going to be a sugar rush from us or we're going to be in a bad place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's honestly. A, um, I still think we're going to win. Um, make sure you follow us on uh, Instagram, on Facebook, at Stories from the Sidelines. We want to hear from you guys on our page. Give us your best Bill stories. Give us your best coaching stories. Give us your best um, athlete stories, whether watching a game, playing in a game. Um, let's start getting those on the posts. Um, make sure you guys check us out. We're also getting, uh, more and more stuff on our YouTube page, but for Matt Keogh, I'm coach Larry. We will see you guys next week.
for another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. And of course, as always, go Bills.